Chapter 2 The dusk was beautiful with crimson clouds floating in the vast sky which made the whole world appear red to Devi's eyes She was sitting on the facade of a French window gazing that sublime view and loving the flowing breeze that was coming as a soothing sensation to her skin in that hot summer evening The air was typically humid in the month of June in Splanade and it was making the mood of the inmates of the manor house vary. But Devi was finding much inspiration in that summer twilight for writing her poems. She was scribbling something in her diary when suddenly she heard echoing sirens and she noticed a troop of soldiers marching from the front of their manor house. She hastily ran towards the huge galleria and began staring with questioning eyes. Come inside right away. Devi, what are you doing? Don't let them see you. Your father will kill me if he comes to know of this. Her mother yelled from behind in a real worried tone. But she didn't hear any of her mother's words. She kept staring at the troop with utmost curiosity. when all of a sudden her eyes fell on one of the british soldier who seemed like their leader who was also gazing back at her with suspicious eyes he took out the loudspeaker and commanded through it ma'am please step inside devi whose long carmine dresses were flowing with the dusk's mild breeze stood upright and took few steps behind while staring at him with crooked brows then ran inside the house though she was still curious to know why the soldiers were there in their lane and what were they probing restless and keen to know she kept peeking from behind the blinds devi stopping such a nuisance you're surely going to get us all doomed one day her mother yelled again but she shrugged off her words and kept peeking upon the troops bustle particularly eyeing the man who ordered her to get inside the house after an hour she saw them all returning and that soldier got into his jeep beside the driver's wheel and drove away the way he was commanding the soldiers devi could make out that he must be the head of them all Later that night on the dinner table she came to know that the soldiers had suspicion that one of the group of local goons was hiding in the vicinity. Devi was listening to the conversation carefully when suddenly one of her uncle commanded her in an agitated tone. "Listen you girl, time is not suitable these days for you to step out of the house. I don't want to see you going to the university anymore." Devi's big eyes widened and she angrily got up from the chair leaving her food midway heading swiftly towards her room upstairs Dada if there's any rebel i see here in this house it's your daughter Polash shouted and left the table too by pushing the bronze plate full of coastal delicacies aside in annoyance Polash was the youngest of the three brothers Devi's father was the eldest in the house and Devi was their only daughter. She was pampered more due to this and all her wishes were fulfilled by her father. They were the zamindars of Splanade and had ancestral chattels. 
belonging to an elite status, Devi was extremely noble in her ways and her lifestyle, comprised of all the luxurious things. Yet her heart was pure gold. None of this ever affected her mind and she didn't stop to provide education to poor girls belonging to low status at the university. She secretly ran this mission and her role was to gather all the possible girls from the neighboring rural areas. After the daily lectures in the university, she gave special classes to the girls and women who were mostly confined within the four walls. She taught them English. Devi herself was finely educated with masters in literature from one of the expensive and most renowned universities of Calcutta. The next morning, Devi left home early. She took the Porsche from the garage and drove off to the university. It was barely 7 in the morning and on her way, she again encountered the same British soldier in a vest and short pants. He was jogging over the splenade road. Their eyes met while she drove past him. And in that short instant, Devi did notice that he was an extremely good-looking man with a well-built body, tall and an alluring personality. And Abigail noticed too, for the first time, an Indian woman behind the wheels. As she moved ahead of him and drove a little further, her car broke down in the middle of the road. Devi was bewildered. What to do? She got down from the car and saw smoke coming out of the front bonnet. She gazed around and noticed that the whole locale was hollow with no one in sight. She was an elite high class woman and middle or lower class people usually refrained coming closer to such women. Thus, she remained standing helpless for some time, not knowing what to do. Soon, she saw the same Englishman approaching towards her with hurried steps. She understood that he had guessed she was in trouble. Coming closer, he spoke in his British accent. Miss, do you need help? At first, Davy didn't understand whether to answer him or not. It was taught in her household not to talk to unknown men, particularly Englishmen. As she was still fighting the stigma in her mind, he asked again, Do you need help? This time he made gestures with his hand, thinking that she must not be getting what he was saying. Yes, oh yes please, my car has broken and I need to reach the university before 8. I have a very important lecture today. She replied swiftly. Abigail at first glanced at her with a stunned expression. He was quite amazed to hear her speaking such fluent English with a fine accent. He then hastily offered her help. Miss, my lodging is nearby. If you find it alright, then I can drop you at the university just a five minutes walk from here, said he in the most captivating voice and Devi couldn't say no to him. Besides, she needed to get to the university on time. She simply nodded in affirmation. They both sat on foot with a swift pace and reached towards his quarters. He took out his jeep and dropped her to the college on time. After getting down from the jeep, she gave a warm smile and said softly to him, Thank you, sir. He smiled back and drove off. 
After that morning, the whole day and for many more days, Devi found herself often thinking about that incident and more about that man. Surprisingly, the same was happening with him. Abigail never missed his jogging from that day onwards in hope of seeing her again. And he did see her behind the wheel of that luxurious Porsche that Devi drove most elegantly. Soon, the early mornings became the time for the secret meetings and gradually they both became much close to each other.